Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host, Matt Bruning. It is Thursday, December 6th, and uh, we've got a, a fairly probably short episode for you guys today. Not much going on, so... Big news item we will talk about with Alex Smith. Um, not really sure how long that's been been talked about. I just found out about it, so going to give my thoughts on that, unfortunately, for him. After that, I will uh, give you guys my rankings, my top 10 at each position for this week. And then last but not least, we will preview the Thursday Almost said Sunday night, guys. Man, I'm just, this has been one hell of a fucking week for me. Um, the Thursday night game tonight between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so for the big news on the day, Alex Smith. So for many of you, um, or I'm sure everybody knows now at this point, um, or pays attention to fantasy football or football in general knows that uh, almost a month ago now, really, uh, back on November 18th, uh, Alex Smith got tackled. I, I believe it was from behind. I can't remember exactly how the play went, uh, but he ended up breaking his uh, tibula and fibula, obviously, at the same time as disgusting looking injury. Uh, I personally do not do well when I watch those videos uh, with the bones snapping like that and the, the legs, arms almost in a way going, getting floppy and just like moving around. It's just, I can't handle it. It makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I can, I can look at or see almost anything else, but stuff like that is just, it, it sucks. And even more so, it's extremely sad for a class act like Alex Smith, um, because he is still in the hospital as of today. He's had multiple surgeries to try and clear out infections. And unfortunately, now they're talking about him possibly losing his leg. Uh, so you're going back almost to what happened to Zach Miller last year, the tight end for the Chicago Bears. Now, obviously not the same injury, but kind of the same thing in the talks about this. He's had multiple infections, multiple surgeries. Um, I, I feel for the guy, I really do. I mean, Alex Smith, again, you... Listen to his teammates talk about him and everything else. I've never met the guy, so I can't say obviously for sure. But 
from what everybody says from many of the organizations he's played for, the Chiefs, the 49ers, now Washington, all of his teammates talk about what a stand-up guy he was. Uh, great in the locker room, great person to be around, and even better teammate. Uh, as great a teammate as he was, an even better person, I meant to say. Uh, so to see him going through this is, is just horrible. Uh, obviously, career comes second, but they are pretty much talking about his career being done, unfortunately. Um, for me, the main thing is I hope he gets to keep his leg. I hope that they get this stuff figured out because, I mean, that's terrifying just to think of. I've, I've had a couple surgeries in my life, nothing serious like that. Uh, and to think that they're doing all this stuff to, and then to find out that you might end up losing your leg has just got to be uh, just possibly some of the worst things you've ever heard in your life, especially sitting in a hospital bed for almost a month now. You know, former first-round pick, um, just, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say about it. Just just horrible news. I'm Again, I'm hoping, you know, for those of you, if you, you pray or anything like that, you know, uh, I would say a prayer for him. You know, uh, obviously, not the end. Well, I shouldn't say it's not the end of the world because to me that's still a big deal. Um, you know, but just that he gets healthy and everything. And like I said, career comes second. Whether do plays football ever again really doesn't matter to me. Uh, you know, I'm sure it does to him when you play the game like that and you love the game the way you did. He signed a, a nice long contract um, just last this past offseason with Washington. Obviously wanted to continue playing football. So I think right now, though, he would take just being able to walk and probably keeping both of his legs. So let's hope that he gets to keep his leg. Uh, and obviously just wish him the best of luck going forward and, and health uh, as well as I'd love to love to be able to see him walk back on the field someday. Uh, whether it's in you know San Francisco, in Kansas City, or in Washington, and just kind of get a salute from the crowd and retire as a, as a healthy man, that that would be um, that'd be awesome to see, and I'm hoping for the best for him. Um, other than that, no real easy transition into rankings, but um, that's what we are going to talk about next. Uh, so my rankings were released earlier this morning again with the FLA blog or FLA app on Medium. You can uh, find them on Twitter as as well, at FLA Blog, at FLA App, or at Sports Fanatic MB. Um, we have all tweeted them out. You guys can get on there, check them out. Again, guys, uh, so it, it's here. This week starts Fantasy Playoffs. We are here. It is Week 14. It's nut-cutting time. There is no more fucking around. There's no more let's play the matchup on this guy. No, you got to play your studs, and you have got got to get this right there is no mess up there is no oh well if I lose this week I can win these next couple weeks and make it in you know it's here it's time to go we got to make the right decisions trust your gut on this a lot of times people will put somebody in their lineup saying no this feels like the right move this is the way to go and at the last minute you pull them out because you hear one little thing here you're like oh this guy has a great matchup or he's in high upside play stick with your gut because 99% of the time your gut is right and maybe it's just me, but I am definitely one of those people where I would rather go down with the lineup that I thought my gut, you know, the first time I put it in there thought was the best way to go than to keep tinkering with it all day long, all weekend long, and putting in, oh, you know what, this matchup, this matchup, this matchup, and then end up getting smoked in the playoffs because I kept trying to play matchups. You know, matchups do come down to it somewhat, but for the most part, we all know who our studs are. We know who is worth starting. We've had these guys all season long. Chances are your trade deadlines have been closed for weeks now, so it's not like you just got Antonio Brown or Odell or Hopkins or anybody like that. Um, you know, top 
running backs, wide receivers, tight ends over the past week or so. So you know who your team, you know who you can trust on your team, you know who your studs are, and that's who you have got to play. Where the matchups part comes in is in deeper leagues. Uh, I myself am in one where we do a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and two flex spots. That I can understand you guys using some of the matchup logic. Uh, Usually when you get down to that second flex spot, unless you just killed it with drafting, which it was possible this year, especially with a lot of people getting James Conner as late as they did, although him being out hurts. Um... But, you know, you, you might have been able to build up a lot of depth or, depth or maybe through trades, which is great. Then it's not an issue for you. If you are or do have those questions, check out the rankings. They will help you. I promise we've killed it this year. I had a couple bad weeks, of course, but for the most part, had really great weeks uh, with the rankings and the projections this year, uh, much like last year. So check them out. Obviously, you can always hit me up at SportsFanaticMB. You can send an email to FantasyRoundTable at Yahoo.com um, with your lineup uh, questions, advice, I'll, 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 I'm always happy to help, always answer right up until game time Sunday. So like I said, just you know, tweet at me, send me emails, however you guys want. I will go, be glad to help you guys out as much as possible up until then. So for my top 10 at quarterback, number one, Patrick Mahomes, Patty Ice. He does have a tough matchup this week against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, have been playing uh, very good defense as of late. Uh, but Mahomes can't be stopped, guys. I mean, he's just ridiculous. Uh, I've got him right up there at number one. Number two, Mitch Trubisky going up against the Rams. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I, I was trying not to sneeze, and I held that in, and that really fucking hurt. I am sorry. Oh, Whew. Okay, let's get back to it. Mitch Trubisky, Sunday night against the Rams. Should be a playoff-like game. I'm sorry, not Sunday night. Um, Sunday afternoon game. No, it is Sunday night. Golly, guys, I'm dying here today. Sunday night game should be a playoff game. Um, obviously, the Rams defense has been playing much better. Aaron Donald uh, scares the living shit out of me for Mr. Bisky, especially dealing with that shoulder injury. Obviously, one big tackle or takedown on that shoulder couldn't knock him out of the game. Uh, but Mitch has been awesome most of this year, uh, finishing in the top 12 quarterbacks more often than not. Um, and I expect that they're going to have to score multiple times to keep up with the Rams in this game. So I like Mitch this week. Number three, Drew Brees. Uh, you know, Brees has been awesome so far going up against the Bucks, which is a great matchup this week. Uh, they've been just kidding thrown on by everybody, and I expect Drew Brees to kind of come out, especially after uh, the Thursday night loss that they took last week to uh, Dallas, come out here and just throw all over the Buccaneers. Next up, I have Aaron Rodgers, uh, and for a lot of the same reasons, I have Drew Brees so high. He's going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, one, I'm sure they're going to want to come out and prove that they didn't need Mike McCarthy, who they fired earlier this week, going up against a poor Falcons defense. They did get Deion Jones back. Uh, he looked really good last week, but I don't see that uh, slowing down Aaron and the passing game. Next up, we have Cam Newton. Panthers here have a decent game, I think, against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Browns have been giving up a little bit of work, obviously, on the defense, but the defense is doing better. Cam dealing with an injury. He came out today on the injury report. Um, haven't heard what yet. I know there was talk that he he was saying that he might need surgery in the offseason. Definitely something to watch here, but Cam, I think, will be able to put up some points here. Uh, the rushing yards, I think, is going to help him out a lot in this game. Uh, I do expect him to be able to get you probably 30 to 40 yards, and that's going to really help shoot him up the QB board here. Number seven, Phillip 
Rivers. Love him. So, going up against the Bengals here, uh, the Bengals, while their defense is atrocious, there's no doubt about that, they are much worse against the run than the pass. There is talks that Melvin Gordon could be back this week. Um, If that is the case, I do see him struggling a little bit. Um, Not necessarily throwing the ball, but I just think that the fact that they'll be able to run the ball a lot will hurt his numbers some. Uh, But with Melvin Gordon being out, I do love him to be able to dump the ball off to Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson quite a bit uh, in this one, which is kind of where I have why I have him up so high this week. Number eight, Deshaun Watson. Winner of nine straight, dude has been just killing it lately and going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, It was an interesting matchup the first time around. Colts defense should not be underestimated. They have been very good. Darius Leonard has been awesome. Rookie Definitely should be like uh, one of the defensive players of the year, uh, defensive rookie of the year in my opinion because he has been outstanding. That being said, uh, I do expect this to be somewhat of a high-scoring matchup. I do think Andrew Luck, who is number 9 for me, is going to be able to put up some points against his Texans defense, and Deshaun Watson is going to have to scramble, run, and throw to keep up. Uh, So I have them as my 8 and 9. Number 10, Matt Ryan. Again, going up against a a pissed-off Green Bay Packers team. I expect Aaron Rodgers to put up all kinds of numbers here. Uh, and that leads me to putting Matt Ryan up there as well as I do expect him to be able to put up numbers. Uh, the Packers secondary here really struggling. have lost a lot of players this year. Uh, and I expect Julio and Calvin Ridley to be able to torch that, torch those cornerbacks and safeties in this one. For my running backs, number one, Zeke. Uh, I just expect Zeke to eat here all day in this one. Uh, Cowboys, they've been extremely good here as of late. And they know they need to win this uh, game against the Eagles. Now, the Eagles are very good against the run, their top five run defense. Uh, but I just expect Zeke to do his thing here. Uh, has been involved in the passing game even more. Has been getting right around 80 or so rushing yards almost every single game. They're going to lean on him like they always do. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Going up against the Cleveland Browns, I expect McCaffrey to have a huge day here. Um, don't really see any of the linebackers being able to cover him. I like Schobert, but Christian McCaffrey's faster than Schobert. Uh, and Collins, uh, I don't expect any of them to keep up with him. Number three, Saquon Barkley. Dude has been having a le- just ridiculously good season so far. If you watched the Monday night game here, uh, the Redskins struggled a little bit trying to keep all of the... Uh, the Eagles running backs there in check, and that's exactly what I expect to happen in this one. Uh, Redskins obviously still technically in the playoff race, so I do expect them to come out and try and do something here. Uh, but with Mark Sanchez, if they turn the ball over, the ball's going to go to Saquon. I expect him to have a huge day in the receiving game and rushing attack. Number four, Todd Gurley, and I may end up regretting that one because he's probably going to finish as number one, but he is going up against the best rush defense in the game this week against the Chicago Bears. Sunday night. I do expect them to be able to shut him down a little bit here. Has been kind of, even though he put up 30 points last week, don't get me wrong, um, right going into the bye, obviously uh, had a really bad game. Some saying the ankle injury didn't look great this past week, but got the touchdowns to kind of mask the game that he had. Um, While I don't expect him to get blanked or shut out or anything like that, I don't expect him to put up 30 points this week. I do expect him still to come out balling. I have him for 26 points. Number 5, Aaron Jones. Again, Packers have a really good matchup here against Atlanta. Atlanta has been getting run all over. Again, Deion Jones coming back does help that rush defense a little bit, Uh, but Aaron Jones, who has really taken over here 
uh, in the backfield and become the primary guy. I expect him to have a great day for the Packers and help them get a win. Number six, Leonard Fournette playing tonight against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans do have a good defense. Um, top five, I think, against the run right now. Uh, but he is the the offense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no doubt about that. He's going to get a lot of work tonight. Number seven, Alvin Kamara. Again, Saints, Buccaneers, horrible defense. Going to get the checks down. Check down is going to get rushing work. No worries there for me. Number eight, Phillip freaking Lindsey. I love this kid. I expect him to have another huge day here against the Broncos. Um, just I'm, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, against the Broncos. He's now playing against his own team, against the 49ers here. Um, 49ers not very good against the run either. I expect him to do a lot of work in the rushing attack here. Probably not get you much receiving work, not that he's done a whole lot of that so far this year, uh, but I actually do expect him to get you two touchdowns in this one. Number nine, David Johnson. Lions have been better against the run, uh, but I expect David Johnson to do a lot more work in the receiving game this week, something he hasn't done the past couple weeks, uh, but I do think that they're going to start using him more often, especially with Christian Kirk being out. And then number 10, Dalvin Cook. Vikings have a huge game against Seattle on Monday night. Both these teams fighting for the playoffs, wild card spots, trying to win their divisions. Minnesota's going to need this one big time. I think they're going to lean on Dalvin heavily in this game Monday night. For the wide receivers, number one, Devontae Adams. Again, Atlanta shootout. Devontae Adams is by far the best weapon that Aaron Rodgers has. Number two, Julio Jones. Julio, I expect to have a huge game here against the Packers again. They have put, it feels like, every single one of their cornerbacks, safeties, free safeties on IR. They've just been killed with injuries in the back, uh, in the backfield here for their secondary. I expect Julio to go off in this one. Number three, Antonio Brown. Steelers against the Raiders should be enough said right there. I mean, Raiders, are they going to be able to cover anybody? I don't know, but they're probably not going to be able to cover Antonio. Number four, Tyreek Hill. Chiefs. Again, are, are playing the Ravens, which is a good defense. And Tyreek Hill was pretty much shut down this past week against the Raiders. I don't expect that to happen again. I think Tyreek's going to come out, man on a mission. All it takes is for that one long touchdown pass, that a 70, 80-yard just strike from Patty Mahomes. And Tyreek Hill is back in it yet again. I expect him to get you a 60-plus scoring touchdown this week. Number 5, Odell Beckham Jr., Giants, Redskins, I do expect Norman to be on him. Uh, obviously, we have some of the controversy and everything that happened last year between those two, uh, but I expect Odell to get the better of him. Maybe I'm wanting him to get a little bit of the better of him more more than I do expect him to, but I, I, I do. Projections spell it out that he's going to. He won't be on Norman all the time. They will move him around once he gets in the slot on the other side of Norman, uh, and I expect him to have a good game here as Norman is really the best and only player they have worth a damn in that secondary for the Redskins. Number six, DeAndre Hopkins. Again, Texans Colts expect it to be a very good game. Texans want to move it to a 10-game winning streak to put themselves right up there with the Chiefs and the Patriots. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a big part of that. Number 7, Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, I just expect the Steelers game here to be a shootout. I don't think any of these guys... Um, will be able on the Raiders will be able to cover them. They're going to go off in this one. 
Number eight, I have T.Y. Hilton. Again, luck. I expect to be able to put up multiple points. Didn't throw a touchdown this past week, but has been throwing four touchdowns for three or four weeks straight. I expect him to go back to that. Maybe not four, but I do expect him to get three touchdowns this week. T.Y., the benefit of one of them. Number nine, Michael Thomas. Very disappointing last week. Hopefully, he didn't cost you a spot in the playoffs with his poor performance, but I expect him to bounce back big here in what should be a shootout like it was back in week one. This time, the Saints getting their revenge. And last but not least at number 10, I have Stephon Diggs. Uh, is still technically dealing with the knee injury, which worries me a little bit. Again, I, unfortunately, I cannot adjust my rankings after they get released like a lot of other sites because it's on medium. We cannot go back in and edit it after the fact. So as of right now, Stefan Diggs is supposed to play, expected to play and look good. We do need to watch with him, watch him with that knee injury if it swells up again if they pull him. But I thought he still looked good against the Patriots this past week um, with that knee injury. And again, going up against Seattle, they need this one. I expect Diggs to come up big for them. Last but not least, my top 10 tight ends. And I mean, just, I don't even know what to say. I trust starting like four of these guys and that's it and it's my top four number one Travis Kelsey he is with the most explosive quarterback at the moment in a great matchup I expect Kelsey to have another huge day George Kittle I have at number two 49ers again against the Broncos Uh, while the Broncos have definitely fixed what they were doing against the run they've been giving up a lot of plays to the tight end George Kittle should benefit from that this week number three Eric Ebron again Texans Colts are going to have to figure out who they want to stop on the Colts side I imagine it's going to be T.Y. Hilton and probably going to try and stop Eric Ebron but I don't think they will all it takes is for them to get in the red zone due to scoring number four Zach Ertz interesting here because I do want to see if the Dallas Cowboys play linebackers up against him in my opinion, the Cowboys have possibly the best linebacking court in the NFL right now. I do think Leighton Vanderesh and or Jalen Smith will be able to keep up with Zach Ertz, which could limit him some here. But Zach Ertz is by far um, Carson Wentz's biggest and best target. So I've got to play the projections there. Dude is almost close to breaking a single, single my goodness, single season record for catches as a tight end position past Jason Witten. I expect him to get past that this weekend and have himself a good game. Number five, Trey Bertal. I expect him to have a good game here. Rams, Bears, they're going to use him in multiple different ways. You can take that goose egg he gave you last week, wipe it off the board. He's getting you 12-plus in this one. Number six, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk has just not looked the same this year, has had two good games. That's it. Patriots, though, have, at least in my opinion... A chance to use this game against Miami is a get-right game. Uh, they do tend to struggle down in Miami. I believe Brady is actually 1-5 or something like that against them here as of late in Miami. Uh, so I, that's why I expect Gronk to come up big here. He's going to have to use him and use him often if they want to try and get away with the win. Number 7, Austin Hooper. Falcons, Packers, Packers giving up a buku points to the tight end position. That will not change this week. Number 8, Jordan Reed. So... What's going to be interesting to me here for the Redskins, again, they have the Giants, which is a decent defense here, but Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez will dump the ball off. I think Jordan Reed is going to be the benefit of that. I think he's going to get a lot of catches and do a lot of work in the short intermediate area, but he will need a touchdown to make his day, uh, at least to make your day in fantasy. Number nine, David Njoku. 
Love that guy, man. One of the most talented tight ends in the in the league, I think. Going up against the Panthers, who are top three in giving up points to the tight end. I believe they're actually second worst, I believe, is Baltimore. Um, so, I'm sorry, is the Chiefs, actually. It's the Chiefs, then the, then the Panthers. Uh, so, I expect Njoku to have a huge game in this one. Number 10, Jonu Smith. We've seen him kind of coming on and off here as of late. Um, Titans, though, have a matchup with Jacksonville tonight, who is the third worst team against giving up points to the tight end. I don't expect him to have the 60 or 80-yard run like he did a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football, but I do expect him to have a uh, a good game here. I, I expect him to get you a touchdown, have him for 10 points, so all he needs to do is get you about 40 or 50 yards to hit that marker, and this these days, that's all we're asking for out of our tight ends is double digits. We eating all day, bro! <laughs> So for tonight, we have the uh, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, obviously hoping for it to be a really good game, uh, but it's not projected to be so. Uh, Tennessee uh, is being given the 63% chance to win this game, and they are 5.5 favorites. For the Jaguars, obviously Cody Kessler is back at starting quarterback again this week, and I think that hurts everybody. Um, Leonard Fournette being back I think does obviously open up some things for him. I don't expect him to get uh, all of the work. TJ Yeldon and Carlos Hyde will be mixed in there, but Leonard Fournette, easy start, obviously. I like D.D. Westbrook in this one as well. He's going to be going up against Logan Ryan more often than not out of the slot, and that is a beatable and winnable matchup for D.D. Westbrook. While uh, Logan Ryan is very good, he doesn't have that quick kind of feet and quick um, catch-up speed, I guess is the way I would put it, like D.D. Westbrook has. I do think that D.D. Westbrook is going to be able to get by him, not only him burning him down the field, but I do expect him to get open in the short and intermediate area, help the Jaguars convert touched, or first downs, um, and I do expect D.D. to score tonight. Uh, obviously, Cody Kessler, not much of a deep ball thrower as well, so that's why I like D.D. Westbrook here. And then that's it. I really don't like any of these other wide receivers uh, at all for Jacksonville. For Tennessee's side here, Marcus Mariota, I am just so torn on him. I have him fairly low this week, um, but I do think he can have a good game. I actually think uh, I've got almost all my quarterbacks scoring almost 20 points this week. It's ridiculous. Just the projections and the way they're playing out for quarterbacks. Uh, but Marcus Mariota, you know, I wouldn't play him unless you're desperate. At running back, I think it's unfortunately Derrick Henry time. Deion Lewis has just struggled so far this year. I love Deion coming into the year. Picked him up in multiple drafts in the third or fourth round, thinking I had had something special out of him, uh, but just for some reason they cannot get him flowing like that. He or like the way that New England did with him there in the backfield. I think they're going to lean on Derrick Henry in this one. Though me personally, I would not trust Derrick Henry because I do not think he's good. I think he sucks at football. But if you want to play him, he's likely going to score tonight and likely out touch Deion Lewis at wide receiver. So obviously you got Taewon Taylor, Corey Davis. Tajay Sharp and Cameron Batson. 
I'm going Corey Davis all day long here. I think he's going to have a decent game here, 50-plus yards and a touchdown. I also kind of like Taewon Taylor, but I, I, he is a deep, deep sleeper for me tonight. I expect him to have a, a good game here. I expect him to score. Um, I do expect him to get open deep, uh, and a lot of that, though, is the fact that I think Jalen Ramsey is likely going to be on Corey Davis more often than not, which I do think means Marcus Mariota is going to target Taewon Taylor and Tajay Sharp more. But I would take Ty, uh, Taylor over Sharp, and then Corey Davis, easy start for me. And again, John New Smith at tight end, I think could have a big game here as well for the Titans. And I am picking the Titans to win this game. So that is going to do it for today's podcast. Like I said, nothing really big. No, uh, not a long podcast here today. We will be back again tomorrow to recap the Thursday night football game and start discussing the entire Sunday slate as we are jumping in. We'll be one game into the fantasy playoffs round one. Good luck to everybody who is playing tonight or has players playing tonight. Let's hope that this is a fantasy football frenzy and we get a lot of points unless you've got or you're, unless you're going up against someone who has a lot of players at this point, in which case, let's hope that it's a 3 nothing game, much like it was for the Colts and Jaguars last week. Until we talk tomorrow, guys, enjoy the game tonight. Peace. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Over the tackle of the 40-yard line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can.